What's happening, people? Welcome back to another edition of the Code Pod. I'm your host, Joanne, and today I'm going to be taking an in depth look at uh, the cohort from one of my series, A Brilliant Brit Abroad. So, in my series, I'm looking at five players for five British players that are playing in foreign leagues, and they are Jude Bellingham, Jaden Sancho at Borussia Dortmund. Rabi Matondo at Schalke, Jonathan Panzo at Dijon, and Ronaldo Vieira, who is unknown at Hellas Verona. So I've written a piece, like sort of a half-time report on them. Check it out on my page, Comunicado Fischal. You'll find it. Search in Google. You'll find it. It should come up straight away. But yeah, I'm going to be um, taking a more in-depth look at uh, my players, obviously. We're a fair way into the season now. We're just approaching the November international break. So I thought this would be a good time to look at how they've done in this first compressed quarter of the season. Obviously, I'm still going to... My ratings that I, that I wrote in the article, they, they haven't changed. But uh, just bear in mind that I will be using those as reference. I'll be using everything as reference. But I'll be breaking down their performances one, that, one by one, really, and just uh, telling you my thoughts on them, what they can improve on, what they've done well, and uh, how they can move forward for the rest of the season and further on their career. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Now, we're going to start... Well. In my article, I actually started uh, with Jude Bellingham, but in this case, I'm going to go from back to front. I'm going to start off with, I suppose, my worst offender, and that is Rabi Matondo at Schalke. Now, unfortunately, even now, I'm still thinking about the rating, and I'm thinking maybe it was a bit harsh to give him a D, but... And the reason I think it's harsh is because he's really not had any sort of continuity in terms of match rhythm, match sharpness. And so to throw him in the deep end against against really the two best teams in Germany, Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich, it's a bit harsh on him to expect him to just come in and perform like that. But either way, he's played two games this season, like I said, against Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund. They lost 8-0 at Bayern Munich. They lost 3-0 to Borussia Dortmund. So, obviously, not good. Not a good day at the office for Schalke in both games. And in terms of Rabi specifically, he, he was anonymous in both games. After, after Call of Spade a Spade, he didn't play well in either game. I thought he was slightly better against Borussia Dortmund. He should have scored in the first half, albeit... I think he would have been flagged offside if he'd gone in, but basically there was a chance. Um, they had a corner, and uh, he was standing at the near post. The header comes, the header goes towards the the penalty spot. It goes, he's headed back towards the near post, and sh- and uh, Matondo he tries to like um, back heel it in, but he ends up he ends up flicking it over the bar, and it's. It's just things like this. Is why Schalke struggled to score goals. They've struggled to create chances. From what I can remember, apart from that, in the game against Dortmund, they only really had the header from Sané that um, Hits had to had to make a good save for. Apart from that, they created nothing, and that's because Matondo 
and Paciencia weren't, weren't able to hold the ball up. They weren't able to really bring the others into play when they were able to get on the counter. Like, yeah, he's just really struggling to make a mark on the game, and it's, it's not helping him being in the environment that he's in right now, obviously. He was actually supposed to leave Schalke before the end of the transfer window. I'm not sure what happened there. I haven't really... I tried to look into that. I wasn't really able to find... I wasn't really able to find any information as to why his loan move broke down. I Allegedly, he was supposed to go on loan to uh, the second Bundesliga. But again, I don't know what happened there. But yeah, he's having a difficult time at the moment. I have to, I have to give him a D because he's... Not so much because he's barely played, but the games he's played in, yes, against tough opposition, but he just hasn't turned up at all. So, yeah, he's having a difficult time. And I hope I hope his confidence doesn't drain from it because against Dortmund, you could see, particularly in the second half, his head was starting to drop as Dortmund were putting more and more pressure on Schalke were really, really struggling to hold on to the ball in any capacity and it wasn't really a surprise when it was 2-0, 20 minutes to go, you see the subs board come up and uh, Rabi's coming off, it's not really a surprise, this has been the story of his season, to be honest it's been the story of his time at Schalke, he started well but Again, he's in a difficult situation. The environment at the club is not the best. And, yeah, you, you just hope that it doesn't affect him too hard and that he can still kick on in his career. So, yeah, we'll move on to the next player, and that is Ronaldo Vieira. Similar to Matondo, again, not really had substantial playing time. He was at Sampdoria. That's his parent club. He didn't feature in any of the first three games. And so it was loaned out to um he was loaned out to Las Verona to make space for Adrian Silva who came in from Leicester. And yeah, since he came into the team a week or so ago, he made his debut against Genoa. He was he's been solid. Like I said in the, in the like I said in my um, report, he's been solid if and spectacular. Apologies, people, just having a drink of water. But, yeah, he's been solid, if unspectacular. He's very industrious. Again, he's not he's not a flashy player. He knows he knows his limitations. He's, he's got a good engine on him. He he likes to get forward when he can. He's he's a, he's a strong tackler. He's not the tallest from, from what I see. But, yeah, he, he's a tidy player. He's a tidy player. And I think... This is really, um, I would assume this will probably be the first real season he'll get substantial minutes out in uh, out in Italy since he moved from Leeds. So, yeah, I gave him a C because, yeah, in the two games he's played for Hellas, he's, he's been solid. But I need to see a little bit more from him to really judge whether I could go lower or anything. So I just went in the middle. I gave him a C. And yeah, we'll we'll move on. We'll move on to the next guy. I believe the next person is Jaden Sancho actually. And Jaden it's an interesting one. It was a off the top of my head I actually can't remember what I gave him. Did I give him a did I give him a C plus? 
think I gave him a C plus. Let me just verify that for you guys. I gave Jaden Sancho. Yeah, I gave him a I gave him a C plus because I don't think he's been I don't think he's necessarily shown shown his um his great form of last season yet. He's shown in glimpses. Obviously he's still got um I think in all competitions he's got I think it's uh one goal and three four assists. Let me just let me just go and transform out and see that one goal and three assists off the top of my head. I remember him scoring in the cup. I remember him getting two assists for well three assists for Haaland. And I know he definitely got an assist for Haaland in the game on Saturday. So sorry, people. This is a bit. It's a bit. A bit poor in my part, but it is it is what it is. It is what it is. So I'm just looking at him right now. Jaden Sancho. Am I right? One goal and three assists in all competitions. Is that right? Maybe I'm missing out a goal. Let's see. Yeah, he's got the two two assists in the league. Two assists in the league. Yeah, I am right. One goal, three assists in the competition. He got a goal and assist against um, Deutschburg. So yeah, he's he's been he's been okay. Obviously, he was injured for a while. Conveniently injured, whilst all the Manchester United speculation was above his head. But yeah, he's a Dortmund player. Likely only until the end of the season. We ex- it is it is expected that he'll leave. Um, next summer yeah I suspected he'll leave next summer but in terms of his performances on the pitch he's been he's been okay I think um, for example for example the game against Schalke was a, a perfect illustration that was I think that game perfectly encapsulated the season because in the first half Schalke were dropping really deep I was actually quite impressed with their shape they were dropping really deep congesting the midfield, staying compact. Um, they were letting, they were giving Mounier and Guerrero all the space because they knew that, they knew that um, with Reyna and Sancho not not being able to operate in those half spaces that uh, if they tried to get crosses in the box, the only person there, the only person Schalke were having to mark was Haaland, so they were just marking out him out of the game. But uh, when Dortmund started to put the pressure on, when Dortmund started to put the pressure on and they got the early goal, you saw Sancho come to life a bit more. You saw the glimpses of what of what is what has made him a hundred twenty mil player. You can see um you, you could see him trying to drive at the defence a bit more. You could see him uh trying to float the balls into the box, trying to get um, make those switches of play. He got a good assist to make it two 0 the trademark assist. You see the partnership that him and Haaland have. He sends the he just drove for the ball from uh, from the middle of the park, plays it through, plays it through the lines. Haaland gets through, dinks over the keeper, two 0 Bob's your uncle, game over. So yeah, we we've, we've seen glimpses of him, but if Dortmund want a challenge from the title, then they need more from players like him because he is he is one of their talisman. Yes, Haaland's a gunman and Haaland's gonna score goals, but they still need the players around him. Like you can't rely on. Uh, the youth of Gio Reyna, um, who else am I thinking of? You can't rely on Julian Brandt, 
uh, Marco Royce to have to be on the mat every game. We need everyone needs to chip in. Everyone needs to be consistent. And I think we've seen glimpses of that from Sancho, but not any, not any sustained, um, not a sustain, a real sustained run of floor from him. So now. I suppose it might be. It could be hard for him to get that, especially with the way the schedule is, because Dortmund are playing Champions League Tuesday, Wednesday, then the league, then the league game on Saturday, then another Champions League game, then maybe a, a cup game in the Champions League's not playing. So it's a bit weird for them, and they haven't. To be fair, I sympathise because they are having to rotate a bit, but um, yeah, you, you just want to see a bit more from Jaden, really. So yeah, that's, that's why I've given them a C. That's why I give him a C plus. On to the next player, and that is Jonathan Panzo, and I gave him a B minus. And uh, it might be on the face of it, it, might be a strange rating for me to have given him because um, because he's actually playing for a team that are dead last in Liga. If I look at the Liga table, I believe they have two points. They are rock bottom of the table. They are. I don't think they're joint bottom. I think they just. I think they are rock bottom of the table. Let me just look. Liga, Liga standings. Uh, yeah, they are dead bottom. They are the. They are the only side in the league that has not won a game. And I think it's a weird one. It's a weird one with um, Dijon because when I look, when I've been watching them, they haven't been as bad. <laughs> They haven't been as bad as their results suggest, but they in key areas they just lack a lot of quality. And I mean specifically in the forward areas. Like if I give you an example of their most recent game against these against PSG on Saturday, they had so many chances to score in the game. They had two clear cut chances in the first twenty minutes, which uh, Dina Bimbe didn't take. They had another one late in the game when it was 2-0 that they didn't take. And then uh, when when you don't take your chances against these sort of opposition, they will punish you. They will punish you. And we saw that. They got carved open in the last um, 15 minutes when Mbappe came on and they made it 3-4-0. And, and the scoreline scoreline flattered them. But it's ruthless. It's ruthless. You can't get away with them. Um, you can't get away with a lack of quality up front and then leaving yourself vulnerable at the back. So, with that respect, the reason I've gone with a B, a B minus for Panzo, is because I think in the face of adversity, he stepped up. He's made mistakes, obviously. Like, he made a big one against Montpellier. They were actually, they were on course for three points in that game. And he would, he'd, he'd had, uh, he'd had a solid game. He'd coped with any, with all the problems faced at him, uh, relatively well but 89th minute comes the ball comes into the box um was it ayok who's in the box ayok is in the box he's facing away from goal panzo i don't know what he did might have had a rush of blood but he brings him down needlessly needlessly and then montpellier get an equalizer and that's that's two points snatched away right at the death it's their mistakes that when you're in this situation you can't be making them you can't be making them if you want to stay in the league, but credit to him. Let me see, what was the next game after that? I remember he, he did quite well, even though they lost again. He did quite well in the next game. It was against Bordeaux. Yeah, they lost 3-0, but none of the three goals I can see were really his fault. Like, one thing, something I like, something I've really liked about him uh, watching him is 
his ball playing ability. He likes building out from the back. He likes to build attacks. He's comfortable on the ball. He's very strong physically. And yeah, something I like. The, what I like the most about Panzo is he seems very strong-minded. He seems like he has a strong mentality. Like even when he first came, even when he first signed for the club, he had a tough time. He had a tough time. He made his debut off the bench against Leon. He gave he gave away a penalty. He had a very ropey game. The next game against Brest, he was very ropey again. He was letting the, he was letting his man in behind too many times, but he he improved from then on. From then on, he improved from then on. Like I said, like of course, no no one is defend no one is perfect. Like no young defender will ever be perfect, and he he will make more mistakes. He will be forced into mistakes, but he will make unforced errors, and there's still harsh lessons he needs to learn. I think for me, he needs to learn to be. A little more dominant in the air because from what I've seen when it comes to his aerial duels, winning aerial duels, I think he I think he's quite poor with that to be honest. I think his win rate is under fifty percent, which really is not good for a centre back. But um yeah, it's little things that he needs to improve, he just needs to learn to be a bit less naive, but on the whole, considering he's only nineteen, considering uh He's in a struggling side. I'd say he's been okay. He started off ropey, but little by little, his performances have improved. And I think regardless of what happens, regardless of what happens this season, whether Dijon stay up, whether Dijon go down to um, Ligue 2, I think at the end of the season, Jonathan will be able to look at himself and say, I'm a dramatically better player because... At the end of the day, minutes are currency. He, you won't improve unless unless you learn fast. He's learning every game. Like even against PSG, I think my assessment of him in the game was maybe a bit harsh. I don't think he was actually looking at it again. I don't think he was actually as bad as I said. But even then, even then, um, the first goal, Moise Keane is in loads of space. He knows Moise Keane is there because he can see him the whole time. But he still he still allows. He still allows Keane to get to the ball and score. Like, you need to be quick off the mark. You need to react quicker to that. The fourth goal, he got he got drawn out of position. Neymar sends the lovely ball across for Sarabia to square it back to Mbappe. Again, you need to learn not to get drawn out of position unnecessarily. You need to learn not to lose your head when the pressure's on. You need to learn um, just not to be naive, really. So... Overall, yeah, I just want to see how he continues to develop, especially if Dijon continue to struggle to get results. I just want to see how he um how he reacts, how he responds to adversity. Like I've said, because so far from what from what I've seen, I've been relatively impressed by him. So uh, yeah, finally we'll go to the star boy Jude Bellingham, seventeen years old. Signed for Borussia Dortmund in the summer from Birmingham City. Went straight from the Championship to the Champions League. And you have to say, he's taken to it like a duck to water, really. He's played really well in the minutes he's had. I think Dortmund are doing a good job of not overplaying him, not um, letting him burn out. I think, like against, like against Schalke the other day, he'd had a difficult time against Lazio in the Champions League. 
So Fabra chose to leave him out against Schalke. I think that's good my management. You had a tough day. Maybe maybe take him out of the firing line for a bit. I think that's completely fair. Maybe he'll play tonight against Zenit. I don't know. I'd like to see him play because I, I do, I'm obviously going to watch the game and actually have another game to watch in just a few minutes. I have to watch uh, Ronaldo Vieira against Venezia in the in the Italian Cup. But yeah, back to Bellingham. He's played really, really well. Really well. Mm. Um, sorry, my phone just went off. Just completely threw me off guard. But yeah, he... Um, he scored on his debut in the cup against Deutschburg. He became the youngest goal scorer. He got an assist on his Bundesliga debut for Giorena. So already you see he's making a good start. But then I think I think the good thing about um about his season so far is that not everything's been rosy. Like it's not it's not been a case of Dortmund winning every game, smashing smashing everything in front of them. He's had difficult games, like Against Augsburg, I don't think he was particularly poor, but again, his team had a difficult game. They really struggled to break Augsburg down, and he was taken off after an hour because um, he was trying to break the lines. He's trying to play. He's trying to. He's trying to drive at the defense, but it just wasn't really happening for him. And he came off after an hour. Same thing against Lazio. Really, he was um, playing a bit deeper than normal. He got caught out for the first goal. Actually, he um he got caught flat-footed by I think um I want to say I want to say it was Lulic that um that nicked the ball off him. But yeah, he he gets the ball nicked off him. Lazio played the ball into the box. Lazio scored after five minutes. You need to learn from that very sloppy mistake, very naive mistake. But hey ho, you learn. You never learn. You can't feel sorry for yourself. For me, his standout game was against Freiburg. He was very, very good in that game. He was unlucky not to get an assist in that game, actually. And uh, in my page, you'll see you'll see an actual uh, you'll see an actual comp of his performance. He was very quality, driving with the ball, trying to break the lines. Very strong, composing. And yeah, I just I like what he brings. I like what he brings to the Dortmund side. He brings that energy. He brings. Sometimes his composure is a bit lacking, but generally you can see that that uh, he is a top, he is a diamond in the rough. You can really see that about him, and so that is why I gave him an A minus. That's why I gave him an A minus because he got the September Rookie of the Month, seventeen years old, mate. Seventeen years old, and he's performing like this. He's playing really, really well. And so you can say this is his honeymoon period. And now what I want to see from him is how he continues to play when the dust sells, when the honeymoon period uh, runs out, when when he starts to get a bit of normality to his life in Germany. Because obviously it's still a new country, new language. He's still trying to figure, him, figure things out. And he's the flavor of the month. He's the new shiny toy. So, yeah, you just want to see how he develops. I want to see how he continues to improve. And let me look. What are his next games after that? I know Armenia Bielefeld. 
There was something what I was going to say. Yeah, well, that was it. It's to do with the England squad. Now, I've seen on social media, people are actually calling for Bellingham to be in the England squad. And to a degree, I can actually see that. Because you look at the options they have. They have um, Winks, Henderson, Phillips, Rice. Are any of them really inspiring? Are they really inspiring confidence? But then, but then by the same token, you've got guys like Jack Grealish, Mason Mount. James Madison, who are all struggling to get into, into the team. So I think maybe maybe the abundance of riches in the more advanced positions means that Bellingham won't get a chance for a while. And I think that's maybe a good thing. I don't think I don't think you should have that pressure on him so soon. And uh, I think staying with the twenty ones is probably better for him for now. I think you should just try and get focus on game minutes for ADB for his side and. Uh, Apologies, people. Yeah, I think she focused on getting minutes for the twenty ones. That we want, you want. I want to see how he continues to play in the Champions League because so far he's had one test. Let's not cap. He failed. Right, simple as that. He failed. Dortmund were well beaten. The inexperience of their side showed, but um, is what is. Is what is. I don't want to talk too tough on my man, but yeah, this is gonna be it for the the podcast. Not the not the longest. I'm just looking at twenty five minutes. I think that's enough. I'm gonna record another one, and I'm gonna be talking about um. I'm gonna be talking about my thoughts on uh, on the Premier League so far. So check out for that. That'll be coming soon. But for now, people, Johan, I'm out. Peace.